Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic that you'd like to have on the podcast, we're always checking your comments on there and love to be able to take your feedback and then be able to get them on the future episodes. Today, I'm going to be joined by Mark from Amsoil, and I wanted to chat with him about things we can do as diesel truck owners when it's winter, it's cold outside, things we can do to prevent gelling, make sure our trucks are running the best that they can with the cold temps that we can see across the country, even the continent. So definitely looking forward to my conversation with him today. Before we get to it, though, want to remind you our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 40% off MSRP code just for diesel podcast listeners. If you go to kershaw.kaiusa.com, Use code 2024-DIESEL40 for 40% off MSRP. They've got a ton of different knives, a bunch of cool designs. So if you need something for EDC or hunting, fishing, something around the job site, they've definitely got you covered with a bunch of different knives, blade steels, handle designs, blade shapes for you, and you can get 40% off MSRP. Again, go to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 2024 diesel 40. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Mark from Amsoil talking about winterizing our trucks, making sure they start regardless of the temperatures that are out there and different things we can do for maintenance to be able to see our trucks through a winter season. Mark, welcome back to the diesel podcast. I always enjoy our chats are so informative with information and experience that you and Amsoil have with maintenance, which we've covered so many, so many different things. And chatting with you a little bit before the podcast, you brought up something that it really got me curious. And that was like for the DIYer, the maintenance habits or practices or techniques that they might use and how they're different. And I just thought of dozens of examples of that, but I wanted to chat with you about that a bit more and your perspective, you know, at Amsoil, people are coming to you guys for products to maintain their vehicles. Some of the things you guys are hearing that people do that are maybe conventional or unconventional or just ideas. And I'd love to hear from the audience too, when they, when they watch or listen to this, maybe some things that they do when they're maintaining their trucks. As always good to be here. Love these conversations and, and uh, chatting uh, to our listeners. Uh, but yeah, you, you bring up a really great topic of, you know, everybody does uh, this a little bit differently. You know, some people have some really good tips and tricks um, we as a company put a lot of effort behind making it easy for our customers to get products from us. You know, we, we prepack the oil and filter for the crankcase, you know, in a really easy way. They can use our lookup guide to get there super fast. Uh, not a lot of people do that. Uh, so we're, we're looking to try to figure out how we can make, you know, our customers' lives easier with respect to changing their oil, you know, easier, faster, cleaner, quicker, you know, all those things people are after because everybody's got a busy life and probably not the uh, priority top of mind is uh, getting my oil change, you you know, done. You know, I'll set that aside because I need to run and take my kids somewhere to a sports game or there's a game on TV I want to watch or... I uh, just need to go out with the boys and blow off some steam, right? Um, so how, how do we put something together 
or what are people doing uh, in addition to just pulling the drain plug, draining it and refilling it that perhaps we could help put together for you to make your life easier. One of the things I thought of with this topic was myself, which I don't have any actual tips and tricks or methods. It's, it's nothing like that. But the way that I've always thought of it was about lining up what's due when from a mileage or time standpoint and then tackling it. So I might bounce around the truck a little bit when I hit 15,000 miles or 30,000 or five or seven, whatever particular product it is. So I've always looked at purchasing or getting things together. So I'm knocking everything out according to the maintenance schedule, which we've talked about before the manuals that come with vehicles and what those maintenance schedules are. That's been one of my big things is just what can I group together for my 30,000 mile service or 60 or hundred thousand, whatever mileage it is. Um, that's always been kind of my focus. So there's that way I can just have it all at once and, and do it. Right. And that's what we're trying to, we're trying to polish up, right? We've, we for years had something called the Amsoil garage. Like you can go in there digitally and put all your equipment and your vehicles, year make model, all this other stuff. And then we'll push out reminders to you to, to do maintenance based on schedules and things like that. But how cool would it be that if you, uh, in your own account, say, yeah, I just, I changed my oil every X amount of miles, right? And then we send you a quick email blast and said, hey, you're coming on X amount of miles. Do you want us to ship off your box of oil change goodies, which is oil filter, you know, some rags, a can of brake cleaner for cleanup, you know, all these other things that just make your job super simple all in one touch, right? Yeah. So... That would save that would save a, a ton of things. I find when I'm ordering really anything, but how busy stuff can get, I always forget one that one item, and then I didn't group it with <laughs> with everything I needed. Then I got to go back and order it, or I forget a couple different things. So I think being able to group it together, I would love that as a truck owner. If I got an email that said, "Hey, you're coming up on this time frame. Here's what you got last time, or here's what you picked, or here's what we recommend." Here's what the manual says. Here's everything you need for it. Enter my credit card pay and get it shortly thereafter. That would make my life a lot easier. Right. I'd say open the doors for, you know, your followers to comment and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing to make my life simple. Or if you did this, man, would you be my savior? (laughs) Yeah. I think that it speaks to a larger topic, which is listening to feedback from customers, from listeners, from, you know, if somebody owns a business or employees, if you're a manager, the people that you manage is hearing feedback from people that are actually the closest to whatever you specialize in. And it can be so hard. You know, sometimes I find with doing like a truck podcast is sometimes I focus on the bigger things and and I love to have an open dialogue with our listeners and ask them, you know, what do you want to hear about? Or what, what particular things are you interested in? Because they always surprise me. They always bring up something that I never thought of, never would have thought of. And then, you know, we chat about a topic like we've done it before with different types of engine oils or transmission fluids, coolant, things like that. And then people say, Oh, that's so helpful. I've always wanted to know that answer or, Hey, I have more questions. So I think being open to communication and feedback and saying, what do you guys do? How do you, you know, how do you do this? What can we do to make your life easier is uh, is something that's really beneficial. Right. And I mean, everybody has great ideas. You know, we have a, we have actually an inbox called ideas. Was that ideas at amzo.com? 
you, you you would be amazed at the amount of content that gets pushed into that from people that just have, you know, I'm not going to say they're all great ideas, but everybody's got an, an idea, right? Yeah. I mean, you just got to filter through what is, uh, what is duplicable to other people that other people would value or what is just, just true one off. Um, but yeah, we, we get feedback like that all the time that, you know, we have a group of people. We distill all that down to to the appropriate departments that kind of can use that and build from it. And um, yeah, feedback is key to uh, continue moving forward. I didn't want to forget about the shops out there because I imagine they they might be forced to be more streamlined in their approaches. But do you guys get feedback from them where they say, "Hey, every month I need this," or could you guys bundle this together with what I need just to keep on the shelf? Or, or what do they tell you? Yeah, typically that's a that's a proactive approach we take with them in which we go to the installers, you know, we we look at their book of business and and you know the typical uh, fluids that they consume on a daily or monthly basis and then we we try to respond with packaged things that Amzo can provide, you know. And and a lot of those times those installers are super grateful for that because it's kind of a one-stop shop thing, right? Like I don't I can get my oils for all these different cars, whether they're US made or Euro made. And uh, oh, by the way, I can also have you drop off cases of brake cleaner that I blast through and uh, bags of rags, funnels. I mean, you name it, you know, um, sometimes it's, it's just the convenience of one shipment to my door that has a variety of things that I consistently use versus me sending a guy or gal out to, you know, mass retail store, auto parts store, whatever. And when that person's away from the shop, taking X amount of time to get there, they're not, uh, they're not bringing in revenue, pushing vehicles through. So it, it's pretty convenient to have all that stuff just delivered to your shop. And being that you chat with both types, you chat with people in the business, DIYers, how do you approach maintaining your vehicle or your truck? Like, do you, kind of do what I said where you group things together with mileage or, or what are your tips and tricks? Well, that's pretty loaded. That's that's (laughs) the top secret things, man. I mean, first off, if you, if you know me at all and anyone would say this boy is pretty particular, I would say (laughs) in his maintenance, you know, I mean, I work for a lubricant company, so obviously I'm going to, um, probably going to go a little above and beyond what most other people do. But because I know the technology we put in in our products, I am not overly concerned with my aisle, my hours and miles, um, because I know we put in more capability into these project these products than anyone's really uh, taxing them with. That said, I do my maintenance based on pure convenience, and and that I mean it's. It's time of year that drives my maintenance, right? I'm not um, setting up my vehicle so that I'm going to need an oil change in the months of winter time. There's just no way. Um, and you know, there are seasonal pieces of equipment that you can take care of, you know, in specific times of year. And like for me, it's all about the convenience, and it's really driven by the calendar and the temperature, quite frankly. Um, and I know that you know if I do a if I do an oil change in my vehicle and uh, let's just call it August, you know, nice and sunny out, I know that the capability of our products 
Um, and the amount of miles I put on my vehicle will most definitely carry me well into, you know, the next year in which the temperatures start to get nice again, you know, April, May, it starts to turn right out around down here. And, uh, quite frankly, the snow's melting, it's muck season around here and the guy needs something to do. So changing his oil is kind of a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense to, to, to time it up. I think with a segment of truck owners they just put a ton of miles on their vehicle that might be could be challenging or could be tough um like hot shotters and and things like that so i i think for them planning ahead is maybe even more crucial because you might come to that time it might be december it might be january or february or something like that when you need something done just based on the amount of of miles you put on the vehicle so i think point, in, point fact right that's a great point true which then I would say even more important that you use products that have reserve capability, right? Yeah. Like I don't want to get to the point where I need to follow the letter of my odometer to the last digit, right? I want to have a product that's capable of far more than what I'm asking of it. And quite frankly, if the next two weeks weather looks really cold, I don't want to crawl underneath my truck, you know, but I'll wait for a week in which the temperature gets a little bit more, um, uh, workable and then I will so even more important if you're if you're looking for the convenience of you controlling your own destiny have products around that allow you to do that that's a really good point is I'm, I'm thinking about how I gosh how I look at everything like you'd mentioned that you're particular I'm particular as well with some things so when I look at what a manufacturer company tells me Let's just say mileage I can go on something. I take it literal. So if they say 3,000 or 10,000 or 12 or 15, in my mind, that's literal. So if I go five miles over, it's like a panic button gets hit in my mind and I start <laughs> to freak out. So it creates this sense of urgency of when do I get these products? When do I do the maintenance? And for someone like me, it would give me a lot of a lot of peace of mind to know I could go farther because life happens, things happen. You might not be able to do it that weekend that I'm still okay. Not that I would push it, but it just, it gives me a comfort level with it. So I, I would really appreciate that. Right. That's the, that's the thing that we really tried to inform our customers is just, you know, you know, back in the day, the OEMs and the lubricant manufacturers were in cahoots and they wanted you to do this X amount of, you know, uh, miles and if you went over that oh my gosh your vehicle is going to grenade itself well it's not really what happens um, you know things have changed technologies improved you know service intervals have gotten longer um, and even the technology we put in is far more capable than what any OEM is saying you should change your oil at um, but it's it's that elephant in the room right you you know uh, the o the OEM of the vehicle manufacturers saying you should do this and forever people have followed that you know or even now you don't even have to look at your owner's manual anymore you just look at the light on your dash and when it pops up saying service soon you're like well i should get an oil change well but how true is that service light even or that service light on your dash even to what you expose the oil to it's an algorithm that is based on throttle position and RPM and ambient temperature and a whole bunch of electronic sensors, right? It's yeah. not really measuring oil performance by any means. 
It's just saying, I'm taking a super conservative approach and I'm going to put a light on to tell you to change your oil, which is easier for you than you having to dig around into an owner's manual to figure out how many miles you should change it at, right? The reality of it is none of that is, is truly measuring the performance of your oil and what you're actually doing to it. Um, I mean, oil analysis is great to do that, but it, that comes at a cost and people are scared of that because they don't know what it means and they don't know what all the values are testing for. So it's another scary thing. Um, so to, to what you had said, you know, people just follow that light now or they follow that 10,000 mile don't go beyond because they know the world will stop revolving. But that's not how it works. You know, technology in today's lubricants is well beyond the numbers that are published in these books. I think too with I think of enthusiasts and, and listeners and fans that we have that that I've chatted with and a lot of them have had their trucks for a while. Yeah, you know, some of them predate all the electronics and all the you know technology that's in the newer ones and they they do do the oil the oil analysis or, or they they're, they're really in in tune with it and they there's such a passion and a a drive they have to make that truck last forever and i think for those particular enthusiasts and, and, and truck owners that's where a streamlined package would just make it so easy for them um just to be able to get that reminder, to be able to get the things that they need. I find that once people find a product, it can be anything. Once they find it and they like it, they stick with it really forever. Um, and they become fans of it. And they also become, I think in a way like salesmen, like I think I mentioned on one of our episodes, I started running Amsoil 10 years ago. And it was because somebody that I was friends with in the racing industry used it and swore by it swore by it with his truck, swore by it with the power that it held, the efficiency and everything like that. And that's that firsthand experience and somebody that I trusted was who got me to be a customer a decade ago. And so I think that's where I could really see this, not just helping the person who's getting the products to do the maintenance, but also the people that they know. Because once I say, you know, tell one of my friends, Hey man, I get an email every six months or three months or once a year. It has all this stuff in it. I click this button. It shows up. <clears throat> I don't have to bounce around different sites. I don't have to remember, did I order this? Did I order this, this filter, this gasket, this, whatever it might be. It all just comes with it. That's a huge, huge benefit. That, that's a, that's a fact because I mean, <clears throat> here, here'd be the, here'd be the question to a whole bunch of listeners. How many people actually remember the part number of the filter? that they screw on or stuff into their cartridge housing, right? I mean, if you're doing this, I mean, arguably, even if you're doing this four times a year because you put a lot of miles on, do people even remember the filter number they have? I'd argue a whole bunch, no. The majority, probably not. I mean, so, I mean, if you had all that just at your fingertips, like, yep, that's what I bought last time. Here's your proper volume. Here's your filter. Here's a bunch of ancillary things to help make your job easier. That seems to be the way society is going. How do you make my life easier so I can get back to the things that are more important? I was just thinking of other, this has nothing to do with automotive at all, but things all reoccurringly order. And it is so helpful when it shows me or says, Hey, you bought this last. 
cool. I don't have to browse that subcategory and try to find it in there and look for right. it. It's just right there. It, it, it makes it so easy or you duplicate my order. I need the same stuff again. It's, it's great. So I'm, I definitely encourage anybody listening, comment on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you, you see this episode, let us know how you guys approach maintenance. Amzola wants to hear it. I'm curious to know if there are techniques or things that, that, uh, you guys use, you know, definitely, definitely let us know. Um, I think this kind of naturally transitions into what well, we get asked a ton of questions about. It kind of starts in October, November, but especially now. And there's been so many new listeners and people exposed to our content, just being truck owners in general, since we talked about this last, which is when winter hits, temperatures drop, you got oil, fuel, all these different things. It changes how it runs from the summer. And I wanted to ask you, I know this is very general and we could go a number of different directions, but when the temperatures do dip like this and say somebody's new to a diesel truck and they've heard about fuel gel or they've heard about cold starts, things like that, what advice or things would you tell them to look for when it comes to products and avoiding some of the issues they might've read about or, or seen? Oh, that's a tough, I mean, this, when, when the ambient temperature changes, unfortunately the diesel truck suffers the most, right? I mean, it's the only fuel type in which you really have to start, um, considering what am I doing to ensure I won't be on the side of the road? You know, everybody that's a gasoline car truck owner, this never comes across their mind. You know, they never talk about, do I need to change this of my oil? Do I need to use fuel additives in the wintertime? It's just, it's not there. It doesn't yeah. exist, right? Yep. But for the diesel, um, in the diesel world, you know, it's prevalent. It, it's a time in which, you know, you are, you may even consider changing oil viscosities in order to get crank speed up in the wintertime because that's important to get a diesel to fire. You know, not to mention the host of fuel-related issues that come along with the temperature dropping that you never see in the gasoline world. But I will tell you, the, the biggest thing that I run into time and time again is people don't know they need to run fuel additives in diesel cars, trucks, etc. They just don't know it, right? Either they came from the gasoline side, in which that's not very common, um, they just haven't been educated on what happens to diesel fuel with related with respect to temperature or times of year uh, when your refineries are changing blends. Um, they just don't know they should be running additives. And the additives are there to protect, you know, yourself from deficiencies that the fuel has. You know, there's deficiencies in lubrication to help protect the the fuel pump and the injectors. Um, there's chemistry there to ensure that, you know, your fuel system stays clean and your combustion chamber stays clean. And then as the cold temperature drops, there's cold flow improvers in there that ensure that that fuel doesn't start to solidify, plugging your fuel filter and leaving you on the side of the road. There's just a, a host of problems that diesel fuel has that you can rectify with fuel additives but just people just don't know you know that again to your point maybe this is their first diesel truck 
or maybe they've been in diesel for a long time, but they just haven't been educated yet on um, problems that uh, these trucks have due to fuel because they have an older diesel truck that is a little more lenient when it comes to uh, some of these pain points that newer trucks are suffering from. Um, but that's the, that's the conversation I have first and foremost with most people in the diesel world is just how you can solve a whole bunch of your headaches with chemistry, but you just got to remember and get in the habit of doing it every, every time you take the green handle pump and stuff it in the side of your truck. I see this converge with what we talked about before, which was the reminders and the emails and the, and he called it the Amsoil Garage, where every September, October, whenever it might be, <clears throat> that's when I would be reminded as a truck owner, hey, it's coming up on that time of year where it gets really cold outside. And you didn't need to run this during the summer, but here's your reminder. Where I think that would really make it easier and also educate people to be able to stay ahead of this. Because it seems like even shop owners I chat with, <clears throat> once there's a cold snap somewhere, it's like that's all they get in are just the mm. trucks that have gelled up. And it's it's just uh, it's tough on everybody, but it can be prevented you know, ahead of time with uh, with being proactive. Yeah, the the problem with um, the changes that happen with fuel and the and the issues that they can present with the truck is not a reactionary type of problem. You know, once once you have these problems, you know, uh, worn injectors, worn pump, deposits where they don't belong in the injectors, frozen fuel, like that. Once you get to that point, your reactionary means to solve them. Um, is just writing a check. You know, you're, you're just going to pour money at the thing. And let me tell you, with today's with today's um, uh, hourly rates at garages and their uh, seemingly methods of just R and Ring parts, you know, remove and replace, less diagnosing to try to find the problem. It's just easier to throw new parts at it. Um, you'll be in for thousands of dollars really fast. Um, so it's, it's, it's expensive to be reactionary when you truly can be proactive in this method and, and keep yourself, you know, from spending thousands of dollars, you know, some chemistry every time you fill up is pretty cheap compared to the thousands of dollars that you will run into if you don't do that. So, I mean, it's a, it's a headache you can. You can be proactive to take care of, um, but, you know, inevitably that's what keeps garages and repair shops and aftermarket shops and business too, is they people just don't know, aren't aware, and they're willing to take care of them <laughs> with new parts. I think that's the part of education that can maybe be the toughest is the preventative side or trying it. It's trying to either tell a story or have a conversation or it's a website maybe um, with data or studies to show how common that problem can be. I can't tell you how many emails or, or conversations I'll have with people where they're looking for help with something because they've reached that catastrophic stage of they need all these different parts and 
I feel so bad because I can't really help them solve the problem. I can just kind of point them in a direction of somebody who can fix it. But there were probably steps along the way to avoid that fuel system failure or it could be a turbo failure. It could be in any number of different things. And that's one of the toughest parts, I think, because I generally feel bad for people because it it was unnecessary. There, there were things they could have done beforehand to avoid being in the situation or, you know, in some really bad cases, I know people that have gotten out of diesel entirely because they, they didn't educate themselves. Um, they got into a bad situation with maintenance or parts and it just became so expensive. They're like, I'm going back to gas. Like you mentioned, I don't have to worry about fuel additives. I don't have to worry about any of this. I'm, I, I sold the truck and that's the last thing I want to see. Right. It's tough to, it's tough to watch people have catastrophic failures, learn the lesson the hard way, you know? Yeah. In which then you only hopes that they kind of continue uh, in the diesel world because, man, it's really hard to give up that fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of torque in these things makes life fun uh, or extremely capable if you're using them for, you know, commercial businesses or trying to make money out of them, right? It's tough to do that with a gas power truck. Um, so I'd, I'd hate to see people run away from something that's easily um, controlled. You know, you just, you just got to know that. Today's fuel, you know, the ASTM method for it isn't good enough, you know, to uh, protect ourselves from ourselves. So you got to add some additional chemistry in order to make your life happen. Is it something, you know, say someone's listening to, to our, our conversation today, they didn't do anything with, with uh, conditioning the fuel. Can they start it just now? Like, say they haven't had any issues and they're just like, well, I guess I should, uh, you know, I should try to avoid this. I can you know, start, start doing it now. Cause I think some people are going to catch this and they haven't done it. And it's, you know, mid December already. And they're thinking, okay, well I haven't had an issue yet, but I want to make sure I don't have one till, till springtime. There's it's always better late than never. Well, unless, unless it's too cold and your, your fuel tank's frozen <laughs> and then it's just too darn late. Right. <laughs> I mean, but you know, it seems like the, the winter time is slow to creep in across the country. So it's right. It's ne it's never too late to, to get on the right path. Um, so I would say if, if people are listening now and they have, um, if this has gotten them over the edge to consider, yeah, they should start doing it now. Um, I mean, otherwise eventually, you know, everyone's going to get caught, right there. And it's going to be painful. And then, you know, someone in your, vehicle whether it's a friend family wife child is going to look over to you and say what the heck are you thinking <laughs> there's a solution for this <laughs> why do we have to be stuck on the side of the road again <laughs> come on cheapskate um do the right thing you know um but real i mean nobody wants to be stuck on the side of the road everybody's busy right we just got done talking about how we can save time on changing oil i mean man <laughs> You know how long it's going to take if you get stuck on the side of the freeway to get a tow to brought to somebody and then how long it's going to take to rectify that problem? I mean, you're out a day. I mean, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Not to mention the pain and whatever you're going to feel from the guy chirping you in your, in your ear because, you know, your fuel froze and we could have solved this through some fuel chemistry. I can really identify with how... Like I didn't start with diesel. I started with gas and then it was a slower kind of learning process to understand, you know, it has more energy. 
They make tons of torque. The fuel economy is great. They're very capable vehicles, but they have a bit more maintenance in a different way than what I was used to, or maybe what most. Yeah, I know there are some people who their first vehicle was diesel. It's all they ever had, but a lot of people cross over and it can be because they got a bigger trailer or they need something that can tow more or whatever it might be. And I think just understanding that while it has all these great benefits, there are also some things you need to do depending on the season to be able to keep it performing the way that, that you expect. And I think that's the biggest the biggest thing looking back that I didn't know that I wish I did was just what I needed to do as a truck owner, a diesel truck owner, to be able to be proactive so I didn't end up with my truck being towed someplace and having to go through the fuel system the question the question i'd ask though is is this like if, if somebody were honest with you up front you know that that said you needed to change your fuel filters annually and you need to run fuel out of every tank of fuel and oh by the way your sump is three point some gallons and and hey you know adding a uh, a bypass filtration system that Amsoil offers to remove all the soot that's in your fuel is probably super beneficial for the longevity of your engine you know, all these some total annual expenses, you know, how many people would say, oh, geez, that sounds like a lot of work. That's way more expensive than my gas truck. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, easy to, it's easy to come forward with all the ugly things that are there, but it, it's really hard to communicate all the great things, you know, until you experience it, right? I mean you sit in the truck at a stoplight and give her the beans and, <laughs> and I'll tell you, ask the person as they're smiling, how much did you pay for that fuel? They'll have no idea, right? <laughs> it's out of their mind. Who cares? Because there's, there's so much capability and fun to be had with these trucks that even if you did present people with the, the annual bill of goods, you know, they gotta, they gotta experience the diesel before they, before they can judge that the annual expenses are too much, right? The, uh, the, the gateway for me in that, is it worth it, was uh, driving over the pass in the Rocky Mountains, doing it in a gas truck and then doing it in a diesel. <laughs> and it was night and day. That was my first experience where I took the truck I had, traded it, and got a diesel truck because it was night and day difference. From there, it expanded a lot into, wow, there's power, there's torque, there's all these other things I can do. But just that experience was, you know, having to have the, the pedal almost to the floor to climb this pass. And then with a the diesel, you just barely into it a little bit. You hear the turbo a little bit more. It was, that's where I saw it. That was my, my, my crossover moment from gas to diesel. Well, hopefully all these conversations we have will get more people to cross over into that because <laughs> there'll be a whole lot more smiling faces going down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, even with those, like you mentioned the <clears throat> the costs of, of maintenance and things. For me, it wouldn't change my mind at all because I know the capability, I know the potential, and it can be an older diesel truck, it can be a new one. That's just, it comes with the territory. Um, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't change my mind but i think conversations like we had today and some of our previous episodes where we go through these things there's a lot of education a lot of insight that if somebody's new or maybe they don't know this maybe they've been a diesel truck owner forever and they're just they want to know more 
there's so much valuable information of how to maintain this truck so that it keeps doing what you need it to do that, uh, you know, really streamlines, streamlines the process. And I love the idea that, uh, that we had chatted about earlier, as far as getting people's feedback, how do they, what do they do? How do they maintain it? What are things that they do with their trucks to be able to make their job easier? And then what can you guys do? What can Amsoil do? to be able to help incorporate that into packages or bundles that you guys have. I love that approach. It, it tells me you guys are connected to your customers. You're connected to the community and you want feedback. And I always respect that with a company when they do that, because it tells me you guys care and that you want to help people. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the comments that people, people leave on YouTube or, or, or social media um, with what they do. And, uh, I always appreciate your time and your expertise and helping educate our listeners, which these, these chats we have always do. They educate me. I definitely don't know hardly anything. So it's like any chance I get to learn something about any part of a truck. I love it. So I appreciate your time today, Mark, and look forward to uh, chatting with you in the future and getting you guys some, some questions or not necessarily questions, but statements people have about how they maintain their truck. I'll send those over to you and uh, see what people are doing out there. That's awesome. I appreciate it. It's always a good time. Don't forget diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 2024 diesel 40 for 40% off MSRP. It's a great way to save some money and get really cool gear. If you need a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, around the job site, around the house, they've definitely got you covered with a bunch of different knives ranging really from whatever your budget is, um, the type of blade that you need, the blade shape, um, length, different handle materials. So definitely make sure, head on over, check them out, and use code 2024 diesel 40 for 40% off MSRP. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen at 23 Diesel, J. Cole, John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube podcast apps, follow us on social media. We appreciate all your support here in year eight of the Diesel Podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you want to hear in 2024. Till next time, keep the shiny side up. <laughs>